You are listening to United by Fitness. Thank you for listening to the United by Fitness podcast. We are a gym in North Vancouver, British Columbia, and we provide personalized fitness coaching both on-site and remotely. Whether you're listening to us as you drive or walk the dog or clean the house, we're grateful that you've chosen to hang out with us. Our endeavor with this podcast is to provide you with simple and well-researched tools that you can use today to improve your health and fitness. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with someone who may also appreciate it. And if you're interested in learning more about our gym or looking for some coaching, please check us out at our website or Instagram, which are linked below, or swing by and check out the gym. We'd love to meet you. Now, without further ado, let's jump into today's session. Welcome back, friends. This is part two of my conversation with Carson around how to navigate injuries that happen within the gym. Hope you enjoy. I think now let's let's zero in a bit on the mental side of injuries. We talked about it a bit already, but like just the whole, I guess like mentally how you should approach or like try to challenge yourself of thinking about injuries. And what like what I'm going to start off by saying is that you know there was a time in my exercise history where you know at the time I was doing like quite a bit of CrossFit, which is not bad in and of itself, but I was doing a lot of it and. I was experiencing quite a few injuries and it got me to a a place where I was feeling very fragile, feeling very injury prone is what I had mentally like named myself or like said, yeah, like I need to be careful because I get injured really easily. And I think that mentally put me in a place where I would needed to warm up for half an hour to 45 minutes before any session. I had to go through this like religious shoulder prep and and hip and squat prep and knee prep because I had experienced injuries in those areas. And like, let's just speak to a bit about like how that can be holding people back, like almost like a a limiting belief of what they think their body is capable of. Because the reality is that the human body is very resilient. And I want to encourage people that maybe are feeling in a bit more of like a fragile state, whether that be because they're in an injury or they have had injuries or they're engaging in an activity that they're maybe a bit hesitant about. And so, yeah. Um, how would you like encourage someone to approach like mentally an injury? Well, I think if a person is going to the gym and like building strength Mm. and doing that sort of stuff, they're already helping. Like, even if they are more susceptible to injuries, I mean, it could be due to many factors and the the mental aspect probably you know when you think like you know if you're doing something like i really don't want to get injured if you're thinking that in your head mm-hmm. like or i don't want to miss this lift or you know maybe you're doing a jump or something like that like i don't want to crash you're probably going to crash like you're thinking of it in your head exactly like using that olympic weightlifting the, as an example like if you're thinking i'm gonna like you keep envisioning the lift going wrong instead of lift going right chances are the lift will go the other way. Yeah, you'll miss it. Yeah. So, like, there's no such thing as, like, bulletproofing or your body or anything like that. But doing things like strength training in, like, a smart way is going to help 
build robustness in your body. So and your mind. Yeah, in your mind. So like if you're putting yourself into situations that are controlled, so as you like maybe if you're just beginning and maybe just squatting is uncomfortable or not uncomfortable, just like uncomfortable mentally, like you're afraid of it. Okay, great. Let's approach that with that sort of like graded exposure again, like let's do an air squat and then let's do a weighted goblet squat or let's do and then you maybe you get to a back squat and like if we if we really like slow down the movement if we're doing it really controlled like the likelihood of you injuring yourself like if we help eliminate a bunch of factors that could be leading to injury and the likelihood is really low then we want to just build your confidence mentally that it's going to be okay and then after like you've been doing squats for Maybe it's a few years and you feel like I'm the fucking boss at doing squats now. Great. Maybe we can do some like squatted side bends that I do sometimes that people would think like you're going <laughs> to blow your back out by doing that. But it's like, well, no, because like I didn't start that way. Like I felt pretty comfortable doing all these movements. Now I'm going to start to take myself out of like the regular alignment of my body and push it a little bit because you know, typically in life, you know, we're not in like these linear sort of lines of forward and backwards and up and down. It's like twisting and rotating and mm -hmm. bending. Mm -hmm. So you can start to add in those sorts of things as you get more comfortable and confident in your body. And it will take time. Like, it, and usually people are getting injured from doing things at like a high velocity or maybe before they were ready to do it. Yeah. Or so if yeah. you're following like, you know, a very deliberate program of progression, even in here, like most people aren't getting injured at OPEX from lifting the weights. It's usually I was downhill mountain biking on the weekend and I took a fall. Okay. Like that's kind of out of our control. So how do we manage it? So the likelihood of you actually getting injured in like, say a controlled gym environment with a program that you've been designed for you is like, it's quite low. Mm-hmm. Or you can kind of see it coming or maybe mm. it was because it's of mild. Yeah, exactly. So I think if we take that in mind and then we can start to expose you to other stuff that, mm. I mean, it's, it's just going to get you more confident in your body. I think you just want to have confidence like yeah. in movement and knowing, and the more you do it, like the more you expose yourself to like these things and you don't get injured, you will realize that your body actually isn't that fragile. Like mm -hmm. your body is quite robust especially if you're like putting on muscle and you're healthy and your stress is low you, you, like yeah it can do lots of really amazing things yeah, yeah. like i think i want to encourage anyone who's listening to this that maybe they feel in that fragile place or they feel maybe that they're a bit injury prone that yeah you're like carson said your body is resilient the human body is like marvelous when it comes to healing itself, recovering from things. And I guess I'd encourage you to address your mindset when it comes to pain, when it comes to injuries, and do your best to have a very positive, confident mindset that your body is capable of healing, moving through this. And I think one other thing that I want to touch on when it comes to this is like going back to the complexity of pain. Like it's obviously a very complex topic, but hurt does not equal harm. Like you touched on that early about tissue damage. Hurt does not necessarily mean harm. And what that saying means is that just because you're feeling pain in your body does not necessarily mean that there is 
tissue being damaged. It doesn't mean that your, uh, you know, your spine is being injured because you're feeling a pain of some sort. Pain is, you can use an analogy of like a warning bell or a signal. It's just your body letting you know to proceed with caution or like to be aware of a sensitivity. And of course, you know, there's a lot of factors when it comes to the nervous system and then stress and nutrition and, and, and social pressures that affect like the, or may amplify those pain signals. And so continue to proceed with caution and do everything that we've talked about when it comes to the pain, but just know that just because you're feeling pain or discomfort doesn't necessarily mean that something negative is happening to your body like there's not necessarily damage being done so poke into that pain like you said earlier yeah and i mean i I I don't have any injuries now but when i you know do my first squat like squat of the day or something like that or my session like my knees feel uncomfortable like it just crappy yeah they're just they're tight and you know it can be a bit sore but after i've done some warm-up and i start to feel better and then after the session i feel great and then the next day i feel good so like you have to be okay with like that little bit of discomfort sometimes and knowing like on the other end of it that you will feel better and you'll be stronger and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and know that everyone goes through injuries like you you don't need to keep this to yourself you don't need to do this pain recovery injury recovery journey on your own if you have a coach you can talk to them about it or the people around you in your activity whether it be you know skiing or jiu-jitsu or at the gym yeah just know that you're not the only one that experiences injuries everyone experiences injuries we all approach it differently some you know in a more positive way than others but yeah like just feel like you're able to talk about it with others and get their view on it a perspective getting someone's outside perspective can be quite helpful instead of just being in your own head about it but having someone's viewpoint that's not yourself can be helpful in changing your perspective and helping you move past it, right? Yeah, get curious so, about it. It's yeah. a learning experience. And like likely, I mean, if you're in the, the gym or if you're at doing your activity, someone has experienced probably a similar because a similar injury because, you know, certain injuries are uh, more common in certain activities. So mm-hmm. like the likelihood that someone has worked through that already, you can talk to them about it. Oh, how long did this take you? What did you do for it? Like, just get curious. And you can start right away, like getting after it. And what about red flags when it comes to things that are worth going to getting checked out? Like, would there be things that you would say are red flags or, you know, times where the listener or the coach should be pushing for that to get further looked at maybe that's outside of like you know a little bit of a flare or something yeah i mean i think if it's going to bring a person comfort maybe they can go if, if they want to go to a professional every time they have some sort of uh injury and it makes them feel more comfortable or confident in it i would mm-hmm. say go for it mm-hmm. like you said before for a lot of the time it's just going to speed up the recovery totally like, even if it's as simple as getting a good massage in that area yeah exactly but there are things that you might want to go to like a doctor or a physio or something for, and that would be unrelenting pain. Like it just like, there's no relief at all. Nerve pain, so numbness, weakness, tingling, um, head injuries of any Mm -hmm. sort, broken, like if you think you broke a bone or like really bad, like like really bad tears, which means like, you actually heard like a snapping or you can see that the muscle looks different. Like 
they're significant. You're going to know a red flag. You're going to know it that something isn't feeling quite right um, with those sorts of injuries. Like if you can kind of navigate your normal life pretty easily, I would say it's not super alarming. But if you have like it's really affecting your 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 life, then I would say it's probably a good idea to seek. I would be seeking probably a physio first, and then if they or like you should need to see a doctor then to get imaging yeah then or maybe it's something like, yeah then i would go that route because typically the doctor i feel like sports related injuries are just going to give you painkillers rest mm-hmm. don't do anything so um but if you need imaging or maybe you need surgery or yeah. something like that then then it's appropriate for but sure. But first step would be physio. Well, first step would be if you have a coach, go to the coach. Yeah. And coach. then the coach would recommend, or you can even go straight to the physio from there. Physio. Yeah. And then maybe doctor, depending on how bad it yeah. is. There was one more thing that I wanted to touch on. Do you want to talk about how injuries can happen? Like, are there things that put people in a bit more of a prone state to get injured? Like something that I was thinking about is like, you know, when it comes to, injuries that happen within the gym because that's more the topic of this discussion it's not so much like sport related like a jiu-jitsu or a skiing or something like that something that i think of that puts people in a more injury susceptive place is not following a program that is well balanced or like building structural balance in their body like it's very dominant and focused in maybe one pattern or one area of the body and it's neglecting a complementary or opposite side that should be addressed as well and that can kind of lead to an overuse i don't want to say imbalance but like an overuse of that pattern of that area yeah so having like a a a well-organized program meaning that you're hitting all the different planes of movement you know if you're training one side of the body making sure you're training the other side and not just hammering you know a good example would be like a person going to like a traditional gym and they're just hammering bench press because they want huge pecs mm-hmm. and that's all that matters or biceps or something or like they that. want a heavy bench press like for the people that are maybe like into powerlifting or into looking for a, a strong high number in bench press but they never spend any time on the back totally or so like anywhere near as much time yeah so you want to equal out the body a little bit by training the opposite side so you know bench press you want to be doing like the pulling stuff and that and that's going to help prevent like that overuse injury um, from just doing one sort of variety of exercise all the time and like you sometimes you see like a structural change in people that are very dominant in the front side of the body like we see that in a lot of people where it's the rounded chest the very tight shoulders and chest because they're so dominant in that area and they have very weak upper back those opposite side muscles are very underutilized yeah it's like it's kind of cool to look at athletes in a certain space because their body will take on like a certain look mm-hmm. because they have to be in a shape all the time so like jujitsu people are really interesting to look at because they have to have all their limbs pulled in really tight they have to have their shoulders up to their ears and they have to have their back rounded so they are taking on this posture and like they love doing that that sport or that activity so they're just going to keep doing it over and over and over again. And like, they're not doing like the back extension going in the opposite direction mm-hmm. or training their back. So then they take on this, this posture that looks like, Oh yeah, that guy mm-hmm. or person is a, a little gorilla. Ju- yeah. A jujitsu <laughs> athlete. And the same goes for like powerlifting and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So just making sure that you have like a well-rounded program, which you know, you get at 
OPEX or if you have a coach or some guidance for sure. Um, yeah, or just take the time to think about what you're doing in the gym and think about, am I, you know, training the opposite side of this or am I moving in an opposite plane of movement? So am I always just moving front and back? Do I try moving side to side? Do I try doing rotational twisting movements as well? In a, in like, in a, like you said, start somewhere and then gradually build up. Yeah. Progressive overload. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Yep. Um, so yeah, try those things to make sure that you're doing what you can to make sure that your body is well-rounded, well-structured. And then how about like outside of the gym, like you touched on a bit earlier, maybe just quickly touch on, you know, lifestyle habits that can either prevent or like help reduce the likeliness of injury or increase if they're not there, increase the likeliness that injury can happen or make it worse. Yeah. So like say you got an injury and then if you like reflect back after that injury and you're thinking, Oh, like what was I doing that made me more susceptible to this? And maybe it was the movement that you were doing, or it could have been a bunch of contributing factors. Like, you know, you didn't sleep well that night, uh, didn't drink enough water. You have a lot of stress happening at work right now. Or maybe you didn't warm up properly. Like all of these things. A stressful relationship, like a romantic relationship that's stressing you out. Your nutrition could be absolute garbage. Like maybe you're drinking a lot of alcohol or you're, not taking care of yourself nutritionally. Totally. totally. So all those things will play into like that that injury, whether it, you get it or not. Like I susceptibility guess. to injury. Yeah, totally. So you, it's increasing your likelihood, I guess, if you think of, you know, if you had all those things in check and then you did something that pushed you out of position a little bit or made you in a little bit more of a vulnerable position, but you had slept well and you were well nourished and all that sort of stuff, maybe – you didn't get injured that day. Mm-hmm. Like those mm-hmm. are things that are in your control outside of the gym to help reduce the chance of injury. Mm-hmm. And then maybe also if you are going through that, that period of time, because it happens and that's life being mindful of your training at that time, like maybe pushing, a, like a testing phase of like maxing out on something might not be the best idea at that point in time. And maybe just doing stuff that is because you know, working out is stress on your body as well. So just managing that external stress and just doing stuff that is, you know, just movement or whatever, and then just waiting till you're through that phase of your life or you've got things in check again, and then you can kind of ramp up again. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's going to be it for today. We hope that you found some really helpful information here. If you have any questions about pain or injuries, um, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to help you out with that. And if you appreciated this podcast, if you found it helpful, please share it with someone who may also find it helpful. But until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.